This podcast discusses crimes researched using publicly available information or personal recollections. Content may be graphic, disturbing, or violent, and may be upsetting to some. Listener discretion is advised. If you are faint at heart or under the age of 18, I'm sorry, but I've got to turn you away from this podcast now so that I am no longer a liability for this entertainment. If you're easily offended or easily triggered, again, please back out of this podcast. This is not for you. Please heed the prior disclaimer, and that's the same disclaimer that will be on every episode episode. Thank you. Have a good day and bye. If you have made it this far and you decided that you want to continue to listen to the podcast, congratulations. This content is for you. Welcome to the Dark Passions podcast and let's get started with the next episode being the first episode, the only episode uploaded right now until 5.222 when the next episode comes out. So yeah, thank you. Have a good day. This one goes out to the people who have lost people that ended up in the show. My condolences go out to the families and friends who have lost their loved one or have had a loved one or friend wronged to end up in the making of the show. To save on fire tablets, go to https colon slash slash amzn.to slash 3LHXDHF. And with these tablets, you can listen to podcasts like mine. Please give it some further thought. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Hey, this is Jake, and welcome to the Dark Passions Podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today we're discussing who or what killed Harry Houdini as the first official story. The official cause of death in 1926 for famed escape artist Harry Houdini was complications from a ruptured appendix. But in the days after his death, newspaper headlines screamed, Was Harry Houdini murdered? In a 2006 biography, the Secret Life of Houdini authors William Kalish and Larry Sloman make a case against the spiritualist community who believes they could communicate with ghosts and vice versa, although Houdini regularly mocked them for these claims as possible assassins. If one were to suspect Houdini, a victim of foul play, they write, then the section of organized crime that was composed of fraudulent spirit mediums must be considered likely suspects. Especially damning was a letter from Sherlock Holmes author and devoted spiritualist Arthur Doyle who promised that Houdini would get his just desserts very exactly meted out. I think there was a general payday coming soon, quote unquote. The next story is what happened to Judge Crater. When it comes to nicknames, the one you really, really, really don't want is the missingest man in New York. But that's what happened to 41-year-old Joseph F. Crater, a Supreme Court judge who was last seen leaving a restaurant in 1930. What happened to him is anybody's guess. He could have been killed. He had plenty of enemies, and 
there are plenty of rumors a while that he was buried under a section of the Coney Island boardwalk, but there were so many rumblings that he'd fled the country with a mistress. His disappearance became such a huge topic of public speculation that for a brief time, the phrase pulling a crater was a popular slang term for disappearing as in why didn't you tell me you were gonna leave the party early turn around and you were gone you pulled a crater on me next story is nixon's missing for 18 and a half minutes there's so much we still don't know about the watergate scandal that rocked the presidency of richard nixon the biggest mystery might be those missing 18 and a half minutes from nixon's tapes the secret recordings he made of every conversation that took place in the oval office nobody knows for sure what was on those tapes they may have been conversations between nixon and his chief of staff bob haldeman or what they revealed nixon secretly rosemary woods for at least some of the erasure claiming she accidentally hit the record button while transcribing the tapes but only admitted blame for five minutes of the missing tape various possible culprits include nixon's lawyer and former chief of staff alexander haig who blames the whole thing on a sinister force the next story is a revisit of Lizzie Borden. When a wealthy couple in Fall River, Massachusetts were butchered in their own home with an axe in 1892, there was only a plausible suspect. Their 32-year-old daughter, Lizzie, who lived with a couple the entire town assumed she was guilty and indeed wasn't her best ally, giving inconsistent answers to investigators and choosing an odd time after the death of her parents to suddenly start burning her old clothes sure did seem like somebody who was hiding evidence prior to the murder she was also upset with her parents her pa stepmother in particular for being especially frugal with their finances when lizzie was acquitted the town turned against her treating her like a murderer who somehow escaped justice she was scorned in public and became the subject of the children's rhyme lizzie borden took an axe and gave her mother 40 wax when she saw what she had done she gave her father 41 to this day it's one of the most enduring unsolved mysteries of the world did she do it did lizzie get away with murder the next person on this list is Jimmy Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa's disappearance. It's not really a surprise that Jimmy Hoffa, the infamous labor leader and Teamster president who went to prison for jury tampering, mail fraud, and bribery, among other crimes, would be murdered. You can't be that corrupt without making a few enemies, but the mystery is... Where's the body? Is it buried someplace? Hidden in cement or at the bottom of a lake? Nobody knows, or at least nobody's talking. And it's been one of the most enduring unsolved mysteries of the world. The only evidence ever found was a single three-inch brown hair which matched Hoffa's DNA in the backseat of a car that may have been his last ride alive. Even Hoffa's daughter, a retired judge in St. Louis, isn't hopeful anymore. I guess it won't be solved, she says. It would be a comfort to find his body, but I don't think we will. And that last part was quoted, by the way. The next story is about the Max Headroom TV hacking. 
Long before hacking was part of our national vocabulary, two Chicago television stations in 1987 were briefly taken over by a mysterious hacker who interrupted broadcast signals and appeared on screen wearing a max headroom mask and sunglasses. The first attack happened during a new segment that lasted 25 seconds in which the headroom character said and did nothing. But in a second intrusion during an 11 p.m. broadcast of a Doctor Who broadcast on PBS, the guy dressed like Max mooned the audience and was spanked by a fly swatter. What did it all mean? Who was responsible? And what in the world was the point? Watch the video yourself and tell us if any of it makes sense. The next story is about the Taos Hum. In a small town of Taos in north-central New Mexico, there's a buzzing sound, or maybe a low-frequency drone, that's been annoying and fascinating people since the, at least the early 1990s. What the heck is it? The townspeople complained to Congress in 1993, and various studies have been conducted trying to figure out what's been going on. Attempts to find a source have come up empty-handed. Is it a high-pressure gas line? Industrial, maybe a top-secret military experiment or experiments that the government doesn't want anybody to know about? So far, nobody's been able to find the culprit. And the mystery endures. The Black Dahlia is the last case for tonight. This case is from 1947 and it remains Hollywood's most intriguing unsolved murders. And it's most gruesome. A 22-year-old actress named Elizabeth Short was found murdered in a vacant lot in Los Angeles. Her body sliced in half in three inch gashes cut into the corner of her mouth giving her a creepy clown-esque smile the mystery deepened as numerous people took credit for the crime none of them were charged and more tragic details unfolded about the victim who got the nickname black dahlia making this the black dahlia murder because she enjoyed stylish black dresses a recent book Black Dahlia, Red Rose, claims that one of the prime suspects of the bellhop and one-time mortician's assistant who was interviewed was later released may have been the real murderer, but so far this case is far from closed. And that concludes our stories for today. Thank you for listening. Listen to the outro. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye! Aside from my fiber referral link, I also have a fiber CPA, fiber hybrid, fiber learn, fiber business, fiber sub affiliates, and fiber workspace link that you guys can all click at https colon slash slash go dot fiber slash visit slash question mark bta equals three eight six three three two and brand Fiber, CPA, Fiber Hybrid, Fiber Learn, Brand Equals FB, Fiber Affiliates, and 
workplace. Those are the six endings to the link after the number, where it's brand equals Fiber CPA, Fiber Hybrid, Fiber Learn, FB, Fiber Affiliates, and Workspace without Fiber in that word. Thank you. If you are interested in being referred to the Fiber Seller or Buyer Community, it's http colon slash slash fiber.com slash s2 slash c3 c8 FDE94C. Again, Fiverr is spelled F I V E R R dot C O M. I am Jacob and I'm saying have a good night. Thank you and bye.